0: Alrighty, folks. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Burning Bridges Podcast, with Uncle Riles. I am your host, Uncle Riles himself, coming to you on a sunny Saturday, June fifth, eleven forty nine Central Standard Time. Good morning from the state of Texas. Uh, like I've said before, my temporary home here for the next couple weeks uh, before I go international and go to Korea, um, and then I'll be—I don't even know what that that time is—Pacific Standard Time. Uh, you know KST Korea Standard Time. I'm not really sure. Uh, I just know they're about 13 hours ahead. Uh, from, from where most of you all are listening, most of you that know me are probably hanging out in the EST right now. Uh, on the near the the East Coast. Uh, coming to you here, packed show today. Uh, I think it's been about a week since I've done a show, and, and I think I found a good rhythm here, where. You do it a show about once a week. I'd have you know within a week. There's a lot of different sports content that could build up. Um, also, too, I appreciate today's show. We're going to start off with a question that somebody had texted me, a, a fan uh, request to discuss this topic. So we'll get into that. But anyway, I think I found a good rhythm here with the amount of times I'm going to do shows. You know, maybe once a week. Today it it works well because I'll come here, do a show, do a little bit of reading, studying. And then uh, the uh, Canes kickoff here. I shouldn't say kickoff. Pug Drop. Getting my damn sports mixed up. Pug Drop will be here at uh, 3 o'clock Central Standard Time. And it's interesting, uh, before I get to the drink of the day, with this show, I started doing an episode on Thursday, and I was about 15, 10, 15 minutes in, and I cut it. Um, and, and the reason why is I didn't feel comfortable talking about the topic. And the reason why I say that is because I always want to be What I'm doing this show, I want to be careful what I discuss. I never want to say anything that could get me in trouble with work or potentially get me in trouble down the line. Because there's different, you know, there's a lot of people out there that have podcasts, and there's folks like Joe Rogan who can go on there and kind of realistically say whatever he wants. And as long as it's not like insinuating riots or anything endangering other people, he's going to say whatever the heck he wants, and he's still going to get that, uh, you know, hundred million dollars a year from Spotify. But some of us on the other hand who are kind of doing this off to the side we uh, you know you want to you want to be careful because the last thing you want is for the um you know the wrong person to to listen to this somebody who would that I work with that I make upset and they go through and they find one of these podcasts they find one thing that I say and try to use that as a leverage point i like oh this person's unprofessional and he said xyz and I don't think that my topic that I was discussing. I was looking forward to it. I thought, hey, maybe just got kind of to give a different perspective and two sides of the coin of an argument and I, uh, something that happened over Memorial Day. But then I thought about it and I was like, well, like there's somebody out there that could probably twist it in a certain way and so says like, hey, you know, we're just going to cut it. And I was also, that day, I was very nervous because the hurricanes were down 0-2 going into Champa Bay and Thursday ended up pulling out with a wind. So I'm a little bit better mood doing this podcast today after the hurricanes got a big one on thursday which we're going to get into that but before we start into our uh our fan request topic here uh, going through the drink of the day so usually i i when i come on here with the drink of the day i find a brewski that's not super popular to kind of introduce folks like hey if you never heard of this brewery they're out there go find them go try them uh, but it's early in the morning and I just got back from being out and about. So this actually, today's drink of the day, although I'm sure you guys all had it, um, America's very own Dunkin' Donuts coffee. I uh, went through Dunkin' Day. This is honestly my first time of having a Dunkin' Donuts coffee. And probably, probably since I left North Carolina, I don't think I've had it down here just because usually here at the hotel that I'm staying at, they have their, like, their own coffee that they brew, which is nice because most hotels, they just make coffee, in the morning, and then that's it. But these folks keep it uh, throughout the day. So I'm coming back from class and feeling like, hey, I need a cup of Joe to, to spark me. If I'm gonna do some more reading, you know, it's it's right there. So I was out and about today, and I was like, you know what, I could really go for a Dunkin' breakfast sandwich right now, sausage, egg, and cheese on a croissant, one of my favorites. Uh, and looking back now, I probably should have got one of the uh, the bacon, egg, cheese roll too. Uh, but but that's that's neither here nor there. So today's uh, since it is the morning now. I've never. Just because I'm saying hey, it's it's 11:53, doesn't mean that you can't drink during that time. I and mean, obviously, if this is like Ohio State, Michigan, I would have had my first beer at 6:30. Um, but hey, you know, today, you know, I'm gonna take it easy. You're gonna maybe have a couple brewskis. Uh, got a couple Bud Light limes for the Canes game. You know, ain't no crimes if you're drinking limes. So going to be have a couple of those as we watch the Canes. Uh, hopefully, tie the series 2-2. But going through today, um, talking about a, I get a request to talk about this topic so I was going through I was sitting as my uh, car was getting serviced and at Mikey G sent me a text and said it to me today at 9 19 a.m. I'll read you the text it said for your next episode you got to talk about LeBron losing to Phoenix and walking off the court early so for those of you that maybe didn't see um, the other day I think this was two nights ago It on Thursday night the Los Angeles Lakers defending NBA champs, LeBron James. This year, very good team, but riddled with injuries, including some injuries to LeBron and Anthony Davis that kept him out for a while. The Phoenix Suns, which were the two seed in the West, beat Los Angeles in game six to win the series 4-2. But what a lot of folks have kind of got their eyes focused on is during game five, uh, with like five minutes left, the um, the Lakers... We're getting beat by a lot. I don't know what the exact score was, but LeBron just walked off the court early, and and laughed it. So there's a lot of LeBron haters out there, and and I and I think that that every athlete, you do something like that, you're going to be subject to criticism. I I had texted Mikey G a, a little bit ago, because um, he you know mentioned something. He's like, hey, you know. Uh, if you want to be mentioned in the same sentence as Jordan, you gotta kind of have that uh, that killer edge. And he's like, he's only hurting himself pulling shit like that, which 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 is true. Now, I and I and I, this is what I I told Mikey. I said, hey, you know, I. He said, yeah, I took some time to think about it. I think that when you hear my take on it, you'll agree with it. But I'm gonna throw a couple arguments from the other side of the coin. So at the at the end of the day, I don't think LeBron is helping himself by walking off the court early and, and on the other because you could argue hey like was he injured or, or anything like that but you know nobody came out and said which maybe he was injured and was like hey I'm not going back in but just the way it, it just the, the tone of it was like oh hey like I'm done like maybe he got got pulled out of the game not going back in most times you would you would say that hey to be a fair sport you're gonna you're gonna want to go you're gonna want to stay in there so Mikey asked me here that You know, something about the killer edge. I don't think that just because this happened to LeBron, he did this, I don't think it necessarily by any means discredits all the times before that he's had uh, a killer edge in big games. Uh, A stat that I saw that this is in LeBron's bit of the playoffs, 14 straight years, and this is the first time that he has been – he's lost in the first round. And Jordan, when he came, Michael Jordan came in to the league. He lost his first three years going to the playoffs. He lost in the first round every time. And so you 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 look at that argument, and the and the, the argument between Brother who's the greatest of all time, LeBron and Jordan, like that's gonna go that's gonna go on for our entire lives. Like we'll probably live, I'll live till I might live till I'm 97 years old. And that argument's still gonna be there. Um, and, and it'd be curious to see you know who, whoever else comes through. And is going to be kind of the next chosen one, the like LeBron was, and so I, I think about it. And I'm like, yeah, it's it's not a good look. uh and, and, and there's other folks that will come on here and be like, hey, you know, well, well, you you guys give LeBron all this crap, but he does all this stuff for the community and like, you know, he made the 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 I Promise School in Akron, which and he's given so much money, which like, yeah, like that's, and that's why I want to go with with this side of the, you know, I want to say is like, hey, you know, I think. I don't know exactly – LeBron's done a lot for, for communities. He's done a lot for the city of Akron, my, like everywhere he's gone. Um, but just because somebody goes and does – gives a lot of money to charity and definitely puts a genuine effort, which I feel like he does when he takes time to make the I Promise School, I don't think that disqualifies him from getting criticism when he does something like, hey, you know, I'm just randomly going to – my team's getting beat by fucking 25 points uh, with three minutes left, I'm just gonna go walk off the court, not bother to shake hands, or stay here with the rest of the team. Like, just because you do a lot of good things for the community doesn't mean when you do some dipshit thing like that that you're excluded from the criticism. However, to argue that I'm always been, I've been more of a LeBron supporter, just being the the Ohio guy that I am. So it's it's a it's a weird dynamic. I don't know what I always argue with folks is that folks are always saying, oh, well, you know, Jordan never lost in the finals. He was 6-0 in the finals, never went to a game seven. And LeBron's won four championships, but he's also lost like either six or seven. My other side of that coin is you look at some of the teams that LeBron took to the finals, especially that, that first Cavs team in 07 against the Spurs. I mean, that team, it was LeBron and then a bunch of people that you ain't never heard of. Look at that team the first year they played Gold State. No Kevin Love. Kyrie Irving gets gets hurt in the first game, and he takes that team to six games. Uh, I think the year that um, try to think, I think the the second year that Golden State had Kevin Durant. I mean, LeBron has, has carried some teams. He's more times than not has had the has had the killer instinct, and and so I think that, that Mike Mike brings up a a, a good point. And currently, now I would say, um, yes, he's kind of he's he's lost that 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 killer instinct but you know that, that again I, I would say this too with with LeBron that he LeBron was ever one where he's like oh hey I'm gonna you know I, I gotta go go take a break from from basketball for two years and, and 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 go play baseball like I that's another thing with Jordan is I and I get it too like hey go and go and, and pursue your dreams but I, I, that that's a weird the, the whole baseball thing with, with Jordan and, and me is a weird thing and so I think we we got to look at it that I just, with this, yeah, LeBron did a dumb thing. But am I going to be like, oh, hey, he's he doesn't have that killer instinct? Absolutely not. Uh, he got caught in a rough season where if the Lakers were healthy this year, they probably would have had another good chance to repeat. Uh, would have been a hell of a finals between Brooklyn and the Lakers. And I think that that frustration of LeBron getting hurt, AD getting hurt, it's just a accumulation of, of a lot of stuff where, I, for me, I'm not going to maybe hold it against him as much as what others would. But I do 100% agree with Mikey G and the fact that, hey, it was a dipshit. You shouldn't have done that. Dipshit move. There, there's no reason to to walk off the court like that. I also saw something, too, how somebody asked him. I don't know the specifics of this. I just saw it through Twitter where somebody asked if he's going to play on the Olympic team this year. this summer and He's like, no, I'm playing with the Toon Squad. Basically alluding to, like, hey, I'm not – the Toon Squad is in, you know, Space Jam 2 coming out. Um, and that's another thing that kind of pissed me off. Because you could just go ahead and say, hey, I'm 36. I think he's 37 now. I'm 37 years old. Uh, there's plenty of talent in the league to go out and win the gold medal. Like, hey, I'm not playing this year. You don't have to make a a, a, a kind of a side-ass comment to be like, oh, no. Like, I'm, I'm too good to play for the Olympic team, too good to represent the country. Um, but I'm going to play with the Toon Squad, it said, Like, LeBron's. The I think he's won three gold medals, with Team USA three or four I can't remember, uh. So in a lot of those 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 teams I mean they're absolutely stacked in the Olympics. But you just that that's the other thing with LeBron you don't have to add the the extra jazz to your comment. Just say oh no hey I'm not I'm not playing on the the Olympic team. This should give folks a, a give folks a, a reason why. Uh, I think that there there's nothing too hard with that. Be like, hey, I'm getting old. I'm I'm trying to preserve everything I got. I'm gonna take some time off and ramp up. Like that that's that's good enough there, you know, with with that. And I, and that's even I. Just with the and I completely forgot about that. I, I wish I had more details on, the comment he made about the Olympics. But yeah, I hope that that can and and, and like I say with all things with podcasts, it's you know just. You know, I never want to tell people how to think, but just get the gears going. I think with LeBron argument, you could argue it from both sides. But, um, Mike, I think at the end of the day, I, I agree with you, but I won't. Uh, I want to make sure that those other the other opinions on the other side of the coin are voiced. So, as far as Gump would say, uh, that's all I got to say about that. Uh, going through now here, talking with the cane. So, I, I I texted this to Frankie and Zach Maklusiak and a couple other folks after the game on Thursday I was like I'm surprised that I haven't received a noise complaint in this hotel after cheering super loud for these overtime games that are going late as hell. Uh the Cardiac Canes pulling out another big overtime win. Uh and and, and there's definitely a roller coaster of emotions coming through with Thursday's game. Uh Canes score two goals within the period of like 2 minutes and then within the next period of like that same period, the the lightning get two power plays and score on both power play goals. And I'm like, son of a bitch. Cades come out here, get a 2-0 lead, and, and now it's tied. And he kind of felt like the pressure was back on him. Third period battle. Uh can't say enough about Peter Muraza coming in. His first game, this playoffs, have played, hasn't played a game since May 10th, and comes in on Thursday. And and I was talking to because a lot of folks were asking, like, hey, like, should Morozic go in? Like, Nadelkovic, Nadelkovic had been playing well, but maybe he needed a rest. And 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 my friend Jacob, he made up a good point. I was texting him after the game. He says, hey, I've always been a fan of Morozic. Like, the team needs his his veteran presence, and the team needs his experience. And he 100% proved that on the game on Thursday, especially there towards the end of the third period. The Lightning got a power play at a questionable uh, – Penalty against Sebastian Ajo. and so Mrazek was coming up, and then the thing too is the the penalty came with about like a minute twenty second minute change left on the clock, and so they came back to start the overtime. The the Lightning went back in a power play, and Mrazek was just outstanding uh, with the amount of shots on goal there, and then the types of uh, looks that the Lightning were getting, and Mrazek was spectacular, and then Stahl, uh once again getting a you know kind of a tip in from a shot from Ajo to get another overtime goal. So definitely the the Canes, very similar to games five and, and six against Nashville, definitely showing some grit and showing some tenacity. And I'm I'm, I'm looking forward to coming through the game today. And, and even if they were to – I want to be positive and say, hey, you know, best, best case scenario – I think the best case scenario today is they go out there and they win the game – Three, like they, win, they win by at least two goals. Go out there, dominate the game, never a question. And, and that type of momentum, taking to Raleigh, which will be the game, they'll be there Tuesday, uh, 6, I think, 6.30 puck drop, Eastern Standard Time. It, the, the crowd's going to be ruckus. The worst thing that happened, hey, they lose today, it, it even still to go into, I mean, PNC will still be rocking either way because the way that all the Canes games they've lost this postseason, they haven't got blown out once. Like, they both both um, – Two games they lost to Nashville, double overtime games. All these games they've lost to Tampa Bay of all, both two games have been one goal games. Like every game that they're in it. And so I think, too, that the looking forward to the game today, you know, going out there. Because like like even uh, Thursday went out there, for a split up 2-0, kind of took the noise out of the crowd. But the crowd got back into it with – a couple of quick goals, my the the, the lightning, and and I'm excited for t- for for today's game, and, and I'll probably you know this is gonna be this podcast getting released before the game starts. So, next time I come with you, hopefully we're it'll probably be after game five. So, hopefully coming talking to you all fired up about the canes going back to Tampa Bay, up three to two trying to close out the series. Uh, also big big news this week is. Uh, Coach K Mike Shotsky from and I probably didn't even say his name right. I don't think I ever can. Uh, Coach K from Duke announces his retirement. and this is a, a topic a lot of folks were uh, discussing and the issue and of course in, in today's society, somebody's got to have a damn problem with everything. and folks were upset because with him announcing his retirement, they felt that it was almost like an attention grab. Because this next year he announced that the 2021 2022 season is going to be his last year. Folks were talking, they're like, oh, this is just an attention grab because now the whole season is going to be about him and he should have done it like Roy Williams did and just finished the season and then now it's after the season he's retiring and and, and, and all that stuff. And, and, I, and I get that argument to an extent. Um, to me, I'm, I'm one, I'm, I'm glad. That they announced it because I guess in this extent, I mean it's the end of the era, the dudes coached at that same school for 41 years. And I think that fans across college basketball and just sports in general will be able to look and enjoy and know, like, hey, this is gonna be his last time on the court. When you know, whenever that last game is, whether it's you know, regular season or if the Duke makes it to the the NCAA tournament. People will get to know, hey, this is the last time we're going to see Coach K coach game. Also, too, I, I like this was a good move by the, their part. You know, they did a press conference and everything. And afterwards, and I'm surprised this didn't get – maybe it did get brought up at the press conference, but I didn't say anything. Duke Athletics released a video from Coach K, and he basically came out and explained why he was going – why they announced it early. So – when they announced their retirement they automatically said hey john shire who won a national championship at duke back in 2010 has been assistant coach for the last eight years won it as a as the championship as a player in 2010 was on the team assistant on the team that beat wisconsin in 2015 and will now be promoted to the head coach after coach k leaves and coach k in this this video that i saw on twitter he was like hey you know, there's a lot of people asking out there you know why would we make this decision now and it very, he's very straightforward. He's like, hey, it's for a recruiting purpose. That he was like, now he was like, when we're going to recruit some of the best basketball players in America, they know there is no question of like, hey, am I going to be here? They know, hey, John Shire is going to be their coach. And I think that realistically, like that, that is that is the way to go. Now you'd have to, I don't know, like let's take UNC for an example, you know. Coach Williams retires, but uh, Hubert Davis, who has been an assistant at UNC for years, takes over as head coach. I don't know how much that's affected the recruiting, but I guess that I'm assuming that Duke, Coach K, probably sat down with John Shire and some other officials at Duke and figured out, hey, what's the best way for our program moving forward and the best way that the program could still be successful in my transition. So I'm all for that. I think that that's a that's a good move. It's a it's a smart move. Some folks could be like, well, oh hey, well you know maybe now some recruits won't want to go to Duke, but I, it, th- I mean that happens with with any transition you have. But uh, Co- I think over the years Coach K has 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 made a living on uh, not always relying on getting that that best recruit, but taking players who you know maybe weren't considered you know the the, the, the top recruit and developing them developing them and making them to players that are taking them to the Final Four or, you know, making it to the NBA. So it'll definitely be an end of the era seeing both Roy Williams and Coach K being off the court within a span of two years. But I think it's cool, especially with UNC and Duke. They both have found folks who are, you know, played basketball at their respective schools, were assistants at their schools. Uh, I saw some folks coming up that said that, hey, you know, that's not fair that Duke doesn't hold a – you know, like, you know, an official process of of hiring, you know, they should have interviewed more folks. And like that, that argument, I think is a a, a weak argument uh, with the school. If they felt that they found somebody they want to hire, they can, they can go ahead and, and, and hire them. I I am all for it. It's a, that's a a touchy subject because I, I know that sometimes there, you could, you could make an argument that there's not everyone gets a, a fair chance to interview for, for certain jobs, but at, at that point, you know, they, they, they've made a decision, and if folks have an, an issue with it, then they're, they're more than, than willing to uh, voice their opinion on that. So uh, pretty much all I got to say there about Coach K. Going through and going back to hockey a little bit, uh, so talking about the, the Canes and, and, and the Lightning as a playoff series begin been getting to. Another series that I've been getting into as well is the Islanders, and the Bruins, and the the big reason I with that is, so Barstool Sports, I don't know if you've guys seen it, they do this thing called Electric Chair where they get a bunch of fans together at a sports bar or something, they watch it. And so the Islanders Islanders and Bruins series, the first two games were in Boston, and they did the watch party, the Electric Chair, at a restaurant called Borelli. Called so for those of you who don't know, Borelli's. Uh, there's a guy named Frankie Borelli who works for bar barstool. Younger guy, probably is probably around my age, probably just mid twenties. And his dad's restaurant which is called Borelli's. It was one of the the restaurants that Dave Portnoy had raised money when he to to save. You know, I maybe some of you didn't see, but Dave Portnoy had the uh, the barstool fund where folks. I think he got up to like almost thirty million dollars, something crazy like that where he was able to give money to these businesses who couldn't stay open or were losing a lot of money due to COVID and not being able to have you know, full capacity seating. And I think Borelli's was the first restaurant that he, I guess, in a sense, saved and, and gave money to. So they did these electric chair uh, watch parties there where they broadcast the stream, and it's and it's honestly it is it's hilarious to watch the energy. Uh, game two, the Islanders won in overtime, and just seeing that video with with all the folks. Stu Finer, uh, for those either don't know Stu, go look him up on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, he's he's uh, definitely an interesting character. So it's been fun too. The 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 electric the electricity that comes around playoff hockey. I'm definitely starting to appreciate. And and thankful too that I'm coming from and you know, I'm coming from a city where, hey, you know, hockey hockey's big. And even in and Raleigh and some of these other southern cities where there's hockey where most folks think, oh, the big hockey fans are in those those northern places like Washington and New York and, and Boston. Uh, but even some of these southern states are getting fired up too. And see just the the energy that's coming from playoff hockey. Cause a lot of these games this year have been really good. I mean, there's been a lot of I think there's already, they've already set a record for overtime games. Uh, the thing I, I like with hockey, too, is it's like even if there's two minutes left in the game and you're down by two, two goals, I mean, anything can happen. And so even to tonight, now Boston plays, let me look at my phone because I don't I think they're after the Canes because there was the other night, too. The thing with the – when you watch these live streams from Barstool is that my TV here in the hotel in San Antonio is about two minutes ahead so I can see a play happen on the screen – and then I can go through and I can watch on the t- on the you know the the I can see the TV somebody scores a goal and I can watch the the stream to to look at the reaction from all the fans. So let me look through. So okay, canes kick off okay, canes puck drop at three and then Bruin, Bruins and Islanders at six fifteen. Cool. So I'll be able to watch that be a day of just chilling and watching hockey here. Speaking of Mikey G, he just sent me a Snapchat. Let's see what it is. Um, oh, well, so this is this is funny. Mike sends me a uh, Snapchat here who I was just talking about, the guy who wanted me to talk about LeBron. He's actually listening, sent me a Snapchat of him getting in his car and listening to one of my uh, podcasts. We'll looking through here, looks like he's listening to the last one uh, where I was talking about bandwagon fans and uh, and, and uh, cardiac canes. So, Mikey G, glad that you're listening um like i said for all of you folks anybody that's got any questions anything you want me to talk about obviously shoot me a text and as long as it's nothing that's too crazy uh that's not going to cause too much of a ruckus that you know i'll come on here and i'll definitely be willing to come up here and talk about it so uh another sports topic this week now this is something that gets me absolutely fired up and this is what i might end with today uh this past week yeah, this, is, this goes into – this is an old Tiger story. It was the 11th anniversary of the Armando Galarraga perfect game that wasn't perfect. For, so for those of you that don't know, uh, back in – God, it's been 11 years ago, uh, Armando Galarraga, pitcher for the Tigers, I, I don't think he plays anymore. Or if he does, it's some B-league team somewhere down in the middle of Arizona. He had a game where uh, basically – taking a perfect game, two outs in the ninth, ground ball to Cabrera, goes over, gets it, tossed over to Amano Galarraga. The When you look at the replay, the dude from Cleveland clearly out. Jim Joyce, former Ohio guy, former Toledo uh, guy from Toledo, which is grew up right 40 minutes down the road from where I grew up, uh, calls him safe. And this is back in the day when instant replay wasn't a thing. And you know all the manager could do is go out there and, and kind of argue. And it just it I just remember I like I said I might live till I'm 98 years old and, and that memory will still be clear as day uh, I remember it was just a Tuesday night kind of around the house doing whatever and you start you, the Tigers games maybe on the radio in the garage or on the TV in the kitchen uh, folks are all out all by the pool and you kind of notice oh hey it's this it's the fifth inning and and and, uh, and, and Cleveland and Cleveland doesn't uh, Cleveland doesn't get a hit yet also we're gonna go back to this. Uh, Mikey G just sent me a text that says, I don't want to sound like a LeBron hater because I'm not, but I hate that about him. Um, so, And, and, and Mike, I, I go back to the LeBron thing here just because he had just texted me. Um, I, I agree 100% there. I think that a lot of folks don't, don't hate LeBron. I think they, they like what he's done for the basketball. They like what he's done for the sports community. But I think that folks see that, and they wish that an athlete of his caliber would just sometimes not throw temper tantrums like he does and I think that they because we've gone through we've seen so many great athletes over the years that can they can play the sport and and not do that and so I think that's why people see they're like oh well Jordan didn't do that uh Brady doesn't do that so I think that's why I and and maybe Mike I'm putting words in your mouth here but that's kind of the way I look at it too and talking with some other folks so back to the Armando Armando Galarraga thing I I was so upset so furious with with that and you look at the replay and you watch it over and over and over again and the dude was clearly out and it just goes back i it, it, and folks have I, the thing i saw on twitter and what i want to touch on is folks were saying like oh hey like i we should start a petition for mlb to go through it over and, and 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 overturn that call and put the history books of pro game and i'm like no like that you, you know because now you're going back into sports there's so many different times where the game was impacted by a call or something where a team won a championship, and to go back and say that, oh hey, due to this this miscall, the nineteen eighty two NBA Finals, we're gonna, we're gonna now crown the Philadelphia Sixers the champions instead of the Los Angeles Lakers. Like they like, don't that, that no, it's done. Um, in this day and age, yes, replay. If there was instant replay back then, they would have declared, hey, the dude's out. Perfect game for Armando Galarraga. Um, and the Jim Joyce, the ump who made that call, it's always been a, a topic for me because obviously you want to you preach forgiveness and, and, and being forgiving for folks and whatnot. But on the other side, I'm like, man, dude, that? how in the hell do you miss that? And I don't know if he's still umping, but he did for uh, quite a few years after that. I don't know if he does Detroit games anymore. The, the, the video that was circulating around on Twitter the other day when they were talking about the 11-year anniversary, was uh, about a three-minute clip where it showed, hey, the the call where the guy was called safe, and then them getting the last out, and then like afterwards, you know, there was a big a bunch of like Leland kind of led the charge on the field going after Jim Joyce. What folks and I was looking through, and I didn't see this video, but folks don't remember is that there between that next at bat that happened, I think I can't remember. I think it was Josh McDonald. Who was called safe for Cleveland. That next at bat was like a fifteen pitch at bat, a bunch of foul pitches. And the footage that maybe folks don't remember this. Miguel Cabrera, the first baseman, was going after Jim Joyce. And and not like physically, but just verbally would, would not leave him alone. You know, and Jim would just kind of stand on there taking it. And like Mickey wouldn't even pay attention to the game. Like there were pitches being thrown and he wasn't even paying attention. He was just going after Jim Joyce. And I remember that even in the Fox broadcast for FSN Detroit watching that game. And at that point, I'm just my dad and I are in the in the kitchen watching on the old uh, little box TV we used to have there in the kitchen and just both in awe of, like did that like did that just happen? Because originally before you see the 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 replay and they call him safe, you're like, oh darn, you know, I hate to see it. Then they start showing the replay, you're like, wait a minute, what the fuck? Like, that dude, it wasn't even, like, a close call. Like, that guy was clearly out. Like, totally blew that call. Uh, and the more you watch the replay, the more piss you got. And then there's a period where that next at-bat, um, they kept the Fox Sports was to, I think there were a couple of times they weren't even showing the, the pitches. They just had this camera in on Mickey and Jim Joyce going at it. And it was interesting because Leland came out after the play, argued, and then after the game, Leland ran out there. And there was about four or five players going after um jim joyce the the ump and so it's a it's a situation where it's like it, part of me is like hey for the integrity of the sport we shouldn't go after umpires like that but then part of me is like you know what that dude fucked up that call messed it up bad uh and and he should he should um he should let it be known and we shouldn't hold back people and obviously to, I mean, if, if somebody throws a punch at him, then, yeah, like, that's that that's uncalled for. The, the And it's interesting because this goes back to where the next day he comes out because he's the guy behind home plate, and he was crying and, and whatnot because he knew he, he, he had messed up. And part of me, too, is like, hey, like, we all make mistakes. I make mistakes, too. I, I will continue to make mistakes in my lifetime. And then part of me is like, you know what? Like, maybe – I don't know. I just – I get I get fired up. I was the other day. I didn't. I think the eleven the eleven year anniversary was on uh, Wednesday, and so I saw the people were sharing the videos on Twitter, and I think maybe I retweeted it, but I didn't watch it because I was like, I, if I watch this, I'm just gonna get fucking pissed. And I, I didn't I didn't until the next day. A uh, guy, that Sebastian, I went to high school with. I can't remember. He tweeted it and had a funny comment to it. And I was like, you know what? Let me just watch this video. And I watched it and then I got more fired up. And I was going to talk about this on Thursday. Uh, but like I said, I started doing the podcast and I was like, oh, I don't like this topic. And then I just wasn't really in the mood um, to talk about it. So, yeah, I mean, it's the, the highs and lows of, of, of being a sports fan. And that was definitely one of the lows because I might never, I mean, Tigers, is Spencer Turnbull had a no hitter the other day, but I may never see. Uh, another a, a perfect game in my lifetime. I, I I mean I'd rather see a World Series championship from the Tigers, but hey, even cool to to go through and say hey, you know I you know back in when I was fifteen years old, I saw the 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 Tiger you know Armando Galarraga through through a perfect game, and now I get to, it you know tell this story about the 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 imperfect perfect game. So uh, like I said, the highs and the lows from. Uh, from From sports fans, it'll sports will make you really happy, and sometimes it'll it'll make you really sad. So, uh, but that's all I got for y'all today. Uh, for those of you listening, I appreciate you dialing. I think that I I'm gonna try. I was doing some research. That I saw that there's a way on Zoom where you can, you know, have a conversation with somebody on Zoom, record it, and then copy and paste that audio file into GarageBand, which is what I use for the podcast, and then transfer it on. So going to try to probably they're going to have probably going to have mc and savannah on It's probably my first uh folks whenever i get that fired up i just haven't i i looked into the other day and i went to go log into my zoom account and i guess my zoom account was expired and i had to redo and i was like i'm not i was i was tired i was like i'm just gonna go to bed um so one of these days i'll get that so we can have other folks on here to to talk and 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 share and share their their opinion uh put out there whatever whatever they want to talk about so Hope you all have a good week whenever uh, you find yourself in this podcast. And I'm sure I'll talk to you all sometime soon. This is the Burning Bridges Podcast, Uncle Riles. I'm your host, Uncle Riles.